0: This episode is brought to you by Learnly. For more information, go to learnly.me. Enjoy the show.
1: Pro-choice insanity. Seriously. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Double negative. Yep. Yeah. Right. Public schools feel unsafe, man. Yes, they mm. do. Mm. <laughs> and JD Greer queering the SBC? What? Oh, yes. Just say oh man, we got two interviews, oh, not just one. Two. Two. Yes. I got my representative so was Matt Shea. uh john speedy john (laughs) speedy i'm sorry john hey y'all welcome to cross politic the water boy chalk knocks pastor toby it's good to be with you and share the show it's right now it's going on right now share the show talk your friend thank you to our club members oh appreciate you guys yes we're here because of you so pro choice insanity we got how many states right now are moving forward with some sort of more, uh, advanced pro-abortion measures. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we got Virginia, New York, New Mexico, Massachusetts, Rhode Island. Of course, Virginia got shot down. We'll talk more praise about that God here. Yeah, yeah, praise, yeah. praise the Lord. But we, we also have a number of uh, pro-life. You're bothering me, Toby, already. You got a number of pro-life uh, initiatives almost, happening, it's too. It's baseball season. You right? have Iowa, Indiana, Kentucky, North Dakota, Louisiana, um, Ohio, even though uh, Kasich vetoed the bill, the new governor in it sounds like he he said he would sign the bill that Kasich vetoed. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah he did. He did. Oh, wow. And then you got New Mexico, uh, no, not New Mexico. Uh, uh, Idaho's doing some stuff with Representative Heather Scott, which we yeah, hope actually get her on. So back up a little
0: bit, though. Yeah, just remember the big picture here. I mean, this has been a couple of weeks of crazy. Yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. weeks really of is. crazy. I mean, yeah. so Cuomo. I mean, he was like taunting. The, the New York legislature. Bring me a bill. Yeah. Bring me a bill. Yeah. No restrictions on abortion at all. I want to, on my desk, I want to sign it. Mm. You got, you know, so they get it to him. He signs it on, uh, I think it was the Roe versus Wade anniversary. Yep. You got this, mm-hmm. the scenes of a cheering legislature, yep. New York legislature, standing applause. Mm. The murder of babies. You got this, these scenes of this grinning signing ceremonies with this, you know, Cuomo with this big smile on his face and all the, Ladies Not the Covington boys. That the, the, the no, Kirk from Como. Uh, for some okay. reason, Twitter didn't go crazy <laughs> uh-huh. when yeah. he was grinning, and smiling about murdering babies. He lights the new uh, trade center. Yes, pink. Yeah. yeah, in celebration of this new Dill. law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where people were died. Right. Right. I mean the ironies. You know. And at the bottom, you know, the bottom of the trade center of uh, tower, there's a plaque uh, yeah. with all the names of the lives lost, including the yeah. yeah, unborn. Eight unborn babies that's right. wow yeah, yeah who are recognized that's right wow in in the building of, of that new trade tower mm-hmm. there were there were unborn babies recognized by the state yeah. of new york yeah yeah but you know now they're dancing on their graves i mean if yeah. if the planes were flown into this trade center would any unborn babies names end up on the plaque mm. and the yeah. new york law that's just been passed seems like it would completely uh, not recognize yeah. those lives this is yeah. followed of course by a vote in virginia on a bill that would have allowed abortions all the way up to the point of delivery which some states already have oh yeah this right. is, i mean but it's but, just but like
1: virginia was going to expand they were trying it. to yep. expand
0: it yep. and during questioning on the floor the virginia delegate uh kathy tran uh said that the, the bill would allow for abortions all the way up to a woman being in labor Yep, and she was asked yep. this, and she said, "Yes, it would allow for this." And
1: you know, the lady that co-sponsored this bill with with Kathy, yeah, like um, stepped away and 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 said, "I'm sorry for co-sponsoring this bill. I never read it." Thanks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, exactly.
0: It might have to do with life and death, but I just you know oh, I didn't, I didn't have time to read it. sponsor it. with you. Pass it. We'll see what's in it. Yeah, we'll see what's I'll in it. I'll sponsor with you. Yeah, the the and then of course it really crazy went when when bonkers when the moderate moderate yeah. yeah I put in quotation marks. Democratic governor of Virginia, Ralph Northam, proceeded to defend the bill on a radio broadcast explaining that a child could be born, Mm. resuscitated if the parents wanted to, and then a discussion would ensue about what to do? I'm getting mad. Don't don't take my word for
2: it. So in this particular example, uh, if a mother is in labor, I can tell you exactly uh, what would happen. Um, the infant would be delivered, uh, the infant would be kept comfortable, uh, the infant would be resuscitated if, if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired, and then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother. A,
1: a discussion? It's crazy that a baby could be born alive and then a discussion would ensue if we let it die right. What are
3: you doing? Don't resuscitate that. I don't want it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's an option apparently that's an option
0: Yeah, that's apparently an option
1: well i'm glad i'm glad that conservative media blew up about this oh
0: blew up such that northam had to respond on twitter he said i have devoted my life to caring for Mm -hmm. children he's he's a he's an infant doctor uh, no way! An infant doctor for, I don't know, like 30 years or something. Yeah, no way! For a long so time. this guy is not just a politician talking about stuff he doesn't understand. I didn't
1: even know, you know that.
0: He was a baby doctor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. he says, I've devoted my life to caring for children, and any insinuation otherwise is shameful and disgusting. He tweeted that on January 30th Yeah, in in response. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
3: Well,
1: yeah. I'm glad that Virginia bill got shut down.
0: The crazy thing? Crazy. Oh, talk about insanity the very same day that tran uh, is proposing this bill yeah. on the floor of the virginia state um uh, legislature she also proposed legislation that would protect gypsy moths and canker worms from insecticide spraying
1: no way
0: i'm sorry what <laughs> the same day the same day these people are crazy Yeah, I mean, you thought you thought Gabe was being a little over the top when he said pro-choice insanity.
1: Yeah, yeah, so we want to we
0: want to protect canker worms and 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 gypsy moths from insecticide spraying that might possibly mm -hmm. harm their species. But they already have third-term abortions on the books. That's a thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. New York York Times pointed out in a in a opinion article uh, that under current law in Virginia third trimester abortions are already permitted when a woman's physician and two other doctors certify that continuing a pregnancy would result in a mother's death or quote substantially and irremediably impair the mental or physical health of the woman unquote. So when Kathy Tran, um, uh, testified in favor of that bill, uh, the thing that she would, that the bill would do, it would have ended the requirement for two extra doctors to sign off on such abortions. Oh. And it would have struck the words, substantially and irremediably mm. from the existing law right mm. so it's She's already it. allowed yeah yeah if three doctors believe that it would be uh, do substantial and irremediable harm to the health of a mother right. it would take those words out and it would only require one doctor right. yeah, yeah, yeah. to sign off on yeah, it so, so yeah we're not trying to kill a whole bunch of babies guys we're already doing that we're just trying
3: to make it easier to kill a whole right. bunch of babies <laughs> right.
0: Right the, right, the opinion piece says, that at no point did Tran try to legalize infanticide. No, because we're already doing it. <laughs> you better put something yeah, there. Something Come there. on. Preach, preach yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yes, that's exactly it. Juxt- so, so at so here's no point thing. does she need to try to legalize it because it already is legal. they yeah, already doing right. it.
1: So I think all these pro-choice measures, we've talked about this a little bit before, but all these all these states are shoring up their pro-choice stuff because they know what could be potentially coming down the pipe with another Appointed pro life conservative judge. If Ginsburg
3: well yeah, steps I down mean, or,
1: or whatever, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why all this hubbub is happening. Yeah.
3: At first, I, I you know I was talking to Pastor Toby about this yesterday. I was like, man, like I thought we were winning. I thought the momentum was with us. I thought this was going the right way. Mm. Why all of a sudden did we have this like left hook with New York? Mm. And and so I was a little thrown back. But you know, talking with you yeah. about this, it, this is this is how the losers are fighting because they know they're losing.
0: Right. I, that's what I think. Yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. I think this is this is not a resurrection a, sign. No, I think this is a sign that the the pro aborts, the pro uh, yeah. baby murders, the anti life, whatever we want to call them. I think they're scared, right? And they're the getting slave masters. And they're getting desperate. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And and I think they're trying to make a big show, but in the in in what they're doing in their big show is showing their true colors. They're desperate.
4: Yeah. yeah, well, that's yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: And I said I
3: said well, actually, what I think is happening too, along with that, is we've been fighting this fight where. We've eroded the enemy's camp so far that the only thing that is left is the diehards.
0: Oh yeah. And the right. di- and and I think great. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Let the diehards keep giving the microphone to the diehards. Yeah, because Ooh. because every time yeah. you give it to the diehards, yeah. there are more people who might have been a little bit pro-choice or kind of wishy-washy yeah. on pro life, and yeah. they say I don't want to beat that.
1: I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to support that. So, so
0: we
3: won the battle all the way up to the point where it's like,
0: okay, well, maybe it's
3: not a human being. Well, we beat that one. Yeah. Well, it's my choice to do that. We beat that one. We beat everything down to, to the ones who said, I just want to kill my baby because that's what I want to do. That's yeah. the last for, group. Yeah. For any
0: reason. One. You know, For
3: any you reason. Know,
1: Trump, for all his – atrocities <laughs> immoral atrocities he said a couple uh you know he prophesied this yeah. a couple well, he uh, was y-
0: interviewed about this actually just the last week really and and he actually said he doubled down he again? said no no tra- yeah and trump said i yeah. thought trans staten was terrible do you remember what i said to hillary clinton i i told i said that hillary clinton was willing to rip the baby out of the womb that's what it is that's what they're doing it's terrible
1: yeah i got the clip here issue of light term partial birth well i think
2: it's terrible uh, if you go with what hillary is saying in the ninth month you can take the baby and rip the baby out of the womb of the mother just prior to the birth of the baby now you can say that that's okay and hillary can say that that's okay but it's not okay with me because based on what she's saying and based on where she's going and where she's been you can take the baby and rip the baby out of the womb in the ninth month on the final
5: day and that's not acceptable
2: well that is not what happens in these cases and using that kind of uh... scare rhetoric is just terribly unfortunate so in this particular example uh... if a mother is in labor i can tell you exactly uh... what would happen Um the infant would be delivered Uh, The infant would be kept comfortable. Uh, The infant would be resuscitated if if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother. Using that kind of uh, scare rhetoric is just terribly
0: unfortunate. That is not scare rhetoric. Uh, A discussion would ensue between the physician and the mother Mm. about whether to kill the baby or not. Mm. So Trump sounds like he's hyperbolizing in 2016. Right. Yeah, this and that's that—that's a debate between Trump and Hillary yep. before he's elected. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I keep thinking
3: about the Virginia governor. This is the same guy that would have said, "Hey, listen, I believe in eighteen what fifty-three in this kind of like the heat of slavery still." Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think he's the same guy who would have said, "I believe a slave owner has a right to do with his slave whatever he wants to do." That's mm. the same yeah. kind of person. But, but that he would have said with. it
0: nicely. Well, with a southern accent, listen,
3: I, this is a hard decision said, between a slave master and his slave. Yeah. And we want that to remain between the two of them. And so rather than us, the government getting involved, you know, with the hey. slave master beating and raping his slave. Listen, what he wants to do with his slave is his own business.
1: The go- I- well, the de- Democrats are <laughs> masters is that sweet enough for at <laughs> taking language. And saying uh, saying one thing, but while meaning another, you know, good, evil, evil, good, right? right. And and not, recently, they're starting
3: to lose that though. <laughs> and,
1: and, and and with the abortion and all that, some other's right, et cetera. Recently, uh, the headmaster of Sheridan School, a K through eight institution in D.C., said that they were um, not going to play sports at VP Pence's wife's uh, school, Emmanuel Christian First lady. School. And first, second lady, second, second lady, second lady. Second lady. Uh, <laughs> and she said because it, it that's that their views and their um, fundamental beliefs make us feel unsafe, make my school feel unsafe. So if we pub- go play basketball, public school, it's not
0: public school. Oh, it's a, it's private, a private school. school
1: Thirty six thousand oh, dollars a year.
0: <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, it's a private school. Well, it probably costs more to run public schools. I don't, <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> that's
1: probably true. That's probably true. So they that's said they true, don't feel safe. They don't feel safe to play go play The sports. Christian yeah. school.
0: Because the Christian school holds to Christian values.
1: Yep. You know, this school, um, Sheridan School, they support LGBT um, views, parents, you know, kids in their school and everything. But but, go ahead. You know, but that's – this is, you know, calling evil good, good evil. That's They're actually creating an unsafe environment for kids. Sheridan School, oh, because absolutely. of their pro-LGBT stances. Right. Are um, their sexually transmitted diseases yep. through homosexual activity yep. goes up yep. and molestation and, and molestation se- sexual and, harassment and the bigger issue
0: is their souls. Yeah. Right. like right. they're destroying That's these right. kids' souls, saying that it's okay if you do this. Jesus had something to say about uh, millstones and little <laughs> Man. children.
1: Man, oh. yeah, right, right.
0: It would be better for you to be drowned in the bottom of the sea than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and and talk about. Causing these little ones to stumble do you guys see that little video I haven't watched the whole clip but um uh, you know this lady talking to kids about abortion no not no, seen no. this no. oh man it's I mean they're that's what they're doing like they're, they're trying to normalize we got you got trans uh, uh and drag library drag and queens and <laughs> moments, doing yeah. doing library reading time yep. yeah this yep. is happening and and you have women um talking to little kids about how abortion is just normal.
3: And, yeah. and
1: we got, we we got on all this. We got to stop reasoning with Democrats like they're normal, like they're safe, like they're what their arguments are safe for children, yeah, safe you, for
3: kids. You know, this is why the Grace Agenda Conference coming up is actually if you're if Ooh. you want to you want to go to a good conference, yeah. oh. the Grace Agenda Conference about what is it? Keeping your kids,
0: keep your kids, keep yeah. your kids, people. April <laughs> April fifth and sixth. Who's uh, who's gonna be there? Um, uh, we got we got C, C. R. R Wiley. Oh come on! And uh, we got a whole lineup. You know, the thing the really cool thing about this conference this mm. year is that. Of course, Pastor Doug Wilson yeah. is going to be speaking, but you know who else is speaking? His son Nate, Yep. Indy Wilson, yep. and his son-in-law Luke Jankovic, yep. and his son-in-law Ben Merkel. And we got Luke Come on, coming, up. Luke and Rachel coming but, uh, up. on the show. But that's the, the thing; yeah. is it's really cool. Family. I mean, that's one of the things that you you want to trust a pastor. Yep. Look,
1: look at, his, at his children. Look at his oh, children, oh, and
0: look at his grandchildren. That's Amen. Right. Do, do they love his God Amen. with yeah. him? Yeah. Yeah. Do they stand yeah. with him in the gates? Yeah. Yep. You know, man.
3: And then you get a chance to check him up. Go ahead. I'm
1: sorry. I don't think J.D. Greer is um, creating a safe environment at his church either. You I mean, don't think J.D. Greer is creating a generational faithfulness at his church whoa. or the SBC. If if you guys know, I mean, just in this past couple weeks, a sermon was preached by J.D. Greer on how, and he stated that Christians should whisper where God whispers and shout where God shouts. But it seems to him that the Bible whispers. Uh, about sexual sin. He didn't really sin. say that. He didn't really say that. Oh, you, you better you better believe it. No, no,
0: I don't believe it. Jen Wilkin, who's one of our favorite Bible teachers here and who's actually leading our women's conference, she said, she said, we ought to whisper about what the Bible whispers about and we ought to shout about what it shouts about. And the Bible appears more to whisper when it comes to sexual sin compared to its shouts about materialism and religious pride. Oh. Is Jen a guy? Jen is a woman. Oh, okay. Uh, Jen is uh, a woman. Favorite Bible teacher one of one of their favorite Bible teachers at at, at Summit Church. Oh man! In, in another part in the in the sermon, he says homosexuality doesn't send anyone anyone to hell.
4: Mm.
0: Now now he here is the thing. First oh my Corinthians goodness, six nine. But he quotes First Corinthians six nine. Does, does he really? Yeah, he, yeah, does. he does. <laughs> this is the challenging thing. You watch the whole sermon. Yeah. Listen to the whole sermon. <laughs> this is the challenging thing. It's. Full of a lot of true things. That's the problem. He he reads straight through Romans one. Yep. Yeah. He he reads all of it. He doesn't doesn't ignore any of it. Deals with it. He deals with it. He even leans against liberal interpretations of it. Well, yep. he doesn't even lean against it. He, 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 fights, con- against he it. fights against yeah, it. He fights against it. Because liberals will say that Paul's only talking about promiscuous homosexual sex. Yeah. Not Committed same sex relation, and, and J.D. Greer says absolutely not. Yep. Paul knew about those kind of things in the first century. Those things were known in ancient in the ancient world, yep. and so Paul didn't leave any room for those kinds of exceptions. So it's like it's there's some good stuff there. But yeah. then he
1: teaches a liberal application.
0: That's the thing. It's I, I sort of huh. think of it like the old practice of cutting coins. You know, back in the day, people would sometimes they would start they would steal. Yeah, by cut like yeah. trimming coins. Yeah, they trim a little bit off the edge, and they'd still pass it off as a quarter, yeah, right. or nickel or whatever. And yep. they'd be cutting off a little bit of gold, yep. a little bit of silver, and they yeah. and those clippings would eventually add up, and then you've got money, right? And people, unless you weighed it, didn't know if what was missing, right. or you know how much how much salt can you put in the sugar bowl, yeah, before, it, uh, yeah, and before it's it's doing. no longer sweet anymore. And so there's there's tons of truth there. And, I mean he goes on a tirade. I mean he goes against abortion. Yeah, um, yep. it, it, it's His right ideas. after it's right after um Right for Life, you know, yep. Sunday. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's a bunch of good stuff in there. And if you're listening, you're like, that's good, and that's good, and he's fighting And I know he he's I I believe fully that he's a sincere Christian of pastor who's trying to take a bold and courageous stand, but then he says things like this that the Bible doesn't shout about sexual oh, sin, yeah. Yeah. or that the gospel is not about letting Gays become straight, but it's letting only letting the dead come to life as if as if that's different. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when the yeah. dead come to life, do they come to life as homosexuals? No, no, <laughs> no, no. they come to yeah. life as male and female, made in the image of God, yep. with a new and godly orientation given to them.
3: Yeah, right. Uh, right, not
0: that they don't still struggle with sin. Yeah, but that's the thing, is it? So it's it's it's
3: it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard, and it's messy. You know, it's so funny because. When I was listening to this and grabbing these clips, one of the things I said is like, "This is more dangerous to me than liberal theology, because yeah. what's mixed into it, you have to be of a certain type of keen to be able to catch it. A it's, certain kind of what? You have to be keen to a certain type of way to be able to catch it. Like a you have king. to be tra- tra- trained, trained, uh-huh. trained, right? And this is and this is actually why it's a good time to be a cross politic club member. Or I'm sorry. <laughs> The Fight, Laugh, Feast Club member. Oh right? yeah, yeah. yeah I keep on saying. <laughs> yeah, Cross we got explain that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so Cross Politics is now turned to the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. In case you don't know, this is
0: the Cross Politic podcast, podcast show. Yes. Right, right. Yep. On the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. So
3: w- one of the things that we've been working on is Proverbs with Pastor Toby, and I, we start working on it without a title. <laughs> mm-hmm. And It sounds like podcast with uh, uh, Proverbs with Pastor Toby, and then the first session, you opened up and said, "Wisdom is for kings," and I was like. There it is. Whoa, that's the title of the show. But going through that, what I was thinking about right after we just were filming that and we were right to, to talk J- about J.D. Greer. J.D. Greer. And I was like, what it takes to understand what he's doing takes wisdom. Right. You have to know that the way he's mixing, he's making a false dichotomy between being saved and being a homosexual. Right. And, and, and then he goes yeah. in and be mixes. It's like, well, the word of God is always, well, it's not quiet and. About this and then loud right. about that. The word of God is right. the word of God. It is to be believed and
0: trusted above all. And when the Bible labels, labels something an abomination, you say it as it is, I and mean, that that is the Bible shouting. That's right. Yeah. When it says yeah. abomination, that means like really, really bad. Right. Yeah, and right. and it's it's these are vile affections. And and again, it's mixed in with truth. Where, where you know yes, Enough. are are we all sinners? Yes. Do we are we all um, equally fallen and condemned before God at the yes. cross? Yes. But Homosexuality is one of the sins that sends people to hell. That's right. So is rebellious children. So is a a, a fornicating teenager. Yeah. Um, So is a porn. I mean, those things send you to hell apart from the grace of God. But the Bible does say that certain sins are more defiling. Well, and don't forget. And you're going through Romans one. There is a
3: progression to the sin. And then there's an end that's like, that's you're gone. Yeah. You're gone. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, these are just a bunch of lists of like, right. if you do that. No, 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 no. There's a progression to your sin. Right.
0: And, and and the thing that he kind of goofed on was he wanted to say that all that whole list from homosexuality, to right. disobedience of parents was all equal. Yeah. But what Paul's actually saying is when you when you continue in all these other sins. There's a cliff. There's a cliff. <laughs> and at some point, God gives you over yep. to That's his right. judgment homosexuality is not the sort of thing that might get you the judgment of God. No, homosexuality it is, is, it is, is the, the judgment, judgment of, of God. God. Yeah, it's right. the result of all these things. That's right. We we, were, we, we, we stopped for a couple minutes and we looked at uh, their worship service. Oh, we don't uh, have time for this, uh, But but here's the thing. You can't worship like that at their church. And not end up where they are, and that's not become gay. Worship matters. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah. No, it's <laughs> no. you. you f- feminize your worship no, service. The, the, gay, the, the, that's what I'm saying. Gay worship dang, ends up Gabe. with that's saying a, that's things. Real.
3: It's true. That's yeah. so real. It's true. we got to
0: talk about that sometime. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: we do. Next segment, we have Matt Shea coming up. So if you're a Cross Politics Club member. I did it again. If you are a Fight, Laugh, Feast club member, <laughs> yes. you, I got to get that built into my head. Fight, yes. Laugh, Feast. Fight, Laugh, Feast. That's if right. you're a Fight, Laugh, Feast club member, you need to go over to Tentacore.com right now, get you one of those Accord holsters. You hardly even know you're wearing it. Tentacore.com. Go get it because you're going to need one. Forward slash crosspolitic.
1: <laughs> Tentacore.com forward slash cross CrossPolitik. There we go. You're going to need one of
3: those holsters for your new Glock. You're Who's coming up next? Matt Shea. Ooh. Next on CrossPolitik. You need a little red meat in your diet? Pastor Doug Wilson.
2: However much we might want to obscure the issues, however much we might build great universities with trained brains to cover everything in a dark mist, however much we reward those pundits who make ample room for our lusts and opinions, at the end of the day, we have to decide if we are going to do it God's way or not. If Baal is God, follow Him. If Yahweh is God, follow Him. There are no third-party movements on Mount Carmel. Everybody is in the game, and there are no sidelines. So what's it going to be?
3: To enjoy more red meat of this kind, check out the podcast on iTunes, or for more blogging of this particular nature, blog and may blog at dougwills.com. Mm, it kind of sticks in
4: your teeth there.
1: If you are a homeschooler, we have an app for you. Check out learnly.me. With Learnly, you can capture your family's learning experience anytime, anywhere, And it's all pushed into a digital portfolio that allows you to create classes, grade work, a family learning experience, and generate transcripts all with a single click. Something you know all homeschoolers should be doing. And for CrossPolitik listeners, use discount code LEARNLYCROSS to get 50% off the first three months on a monthly subscription plan on top of 30 days free. So head on over to learnly.me forward slash CrossPolitik. That's learnly.me forward slash CrossPolitik.
0: how do we do that what are you doing <laughs> welcome back to cross politic on the fight laugh beast network this segment is brought to you by chocolate Noxus beard hey hey it's big and beautiful and black yes, it's also is. brought to you by logos online school i
3: like those guys.
0: yes logos it's christian and classical it's accredited and affordable daily online classes with teachers who care logos online school provides a christ-centered classical education for grade 7 through 12 and it's online supporting parents in their biblical responsibility to train up in moscow to get no it's online anybody can get it oh with us on the phone is matt shea representative in the state of washington matt shea is oh man the bio just went away there it is fourth generation (laughs) eastern washington resident his family operated one of the first stage coaches in washington uh matt is a veteran on Cross Politics, Yes, he is. He's been on the show with us before. He grew up in Spokane Valley, where he attended school. Later, he earned a BA in history, political science at Gonzaga University. Graduated cum laude from Gonzaga School of Law. That's important. Uh, he's been in the ROTC program, a distinguished military graduate. Um, oh, my goodness. He was eight months as a platoon leader in Bosnia, the U.S. Army. Eleven months as company commander and logistics officer in Iraq. You know, I knew it. I forgot about that. Yeah, I didn't.
3: (laughs) We met with Matt Shea one time. and I'm just going to tell you, I tried to size him up. I knew I couldn't take him. Oh, yeah. He took him down. I knew it right away. I was like, nah, this this
0: is a bad dude right here. Matt (laughs) was elected to the Washington House of Representatives in November 2008. He's now serving. uh, He serves the fourth legislative district, uh, which includes the greater Spokane Valley, all the way to the Idaho border. He's our neighbor. He's our neighbor neighbor.
3: neighbor
0: to have. Um, Right next door. Yeah. Mm. whole bunch of, of other uh awesome stuff you can check it out at matt republicans.wa.gov matt and his wife victoria reside in spokane valley matt it's great to have you back on cross politic
5: hey it's great to be back on how about just a sinner saved by grace water baptized and spirit filled man that's all, uh- that's all <laughs> oh, you know what matt you all right, brother. You all right. I like that.
0: now matt you just told us a minute ago that you are in your office in olympia washington um and you're you're hard at work. So what are the top legislative priorities, the big battles facing Washington State right now?
5: Well, the biggest battle we're facing right now is on the right to bear arms. Here in about half an hour, um, they're going to be trying to vote uh, a bunch of anti-gun bills out of uh, committee in the judiciary here in the House of Representatives. Everything from a high-capacity magazine ban, assault, you know, so-called assault weapon ban, mm-hmm. um, really trying to penalize law-abiding citizens if they don't report a stolen firearm within five days, um, You know, increasing really onerous provisions um, on uh, the right to carry so that you'd have to go through a bunch of new training and other things. It's just all, all these things are meant to impair the right to bear arms. Uh, Washington's uh, constitution, much like Idaho's, says in Article 1, Section 24, that the right to bear arms shall not be impaired. That's exactly what these things are doing. And ultimately, you know, th- there's been this misconception about what the right to bear arms is about, that it's about self-defense or it's about hunting, and it- it's about those things. But more importantly, as the Heller decision says, the United States Supreme Court decision penned by the late Justice Scalia says the right to bear arms is primarily about the right to, and the ability to resist tyranny. And that's what oh. we're fighting for today here in Washington state.
0: Now, wow. Not too long ago, we did a story on CrossPolitik about a, I think it was a sheriff in a, in a county or, or, yeah. a, or a, a chief yeah. of police, maybe yeah. in a city in Eastern Washington, who said that he was not going to enforce a law that had been passed by the Washington state. Do, do you know what we're talking about?
5: I, I do uh, initiative uh, 1639. Um, it, it was put up to the people, and a lot of money came into Washington. Um, I believe really um, deceived people in the intent behind the initiative, and and really misled them. A lot of folks, uh, you know, in Spokane County, unfortunately, voted for it. It was. A little Mm. over 50 percent that voted for it. Mm. But of course, you had downtown Seattle and those folks cheerfully voting for something like this. Well, a lot of sheriffs decided in eastern Washington and now a lot of other law enforcement agencies are coming on board as well, saying, look, this is a very clear violation of the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the state of Washington. And therefore, we are going to uphold our oaths that we took to defend those constitutions, and we are not going to enforce this unconstitutional law. And it's very refreshing to see that in today's day and age. So it's not Mm -hmm. just one sheriff anymore or one police chief. We're seeing um, a lot more come on board with this as well.
1: So real quick, why does 1639 violate um, Washingtonians' constitutional rights?
5: Well, again, it impairs the right to bear arms. It puts some storage requirements on firearms. It essentially... uh, makes you liable um if your firearm is stolen and then used in a crime oh my so Gosh. you would be you would essentially be found guilty for a crime another person committed um among many other things but those are just a few so so
3: is this are they going to win with this are they actually going to get these things to pass or are you guys going to be able to defeat this this is going to happen well, in 30 it minutes looks like,
5: right. it looks like they have the votes right now to get it out of committee Wow. It, it looks like you're right now and they are they are bent on passing some of these off the floor of the House of Representatives.
1: Wow. So what what other issues besides um, gun legislation, what are some other issues that you're that you think are top priority?
5: Well, I think religious liberty and you know, of all the issues that we deal with today, religious liberty uh, is really number 1 because the right of conscience uh, and, and the the right to be able to practice Christianity beyond the four walls of the church mm. is foundational to our republic. Um, it's foundational to you know our ability to live as we should as Christians. And so that that has come under attack in many many different forms. Um, there were a couple bills introduced. One of them was uh, something called universal home visits. So <laughs> essentially, it is allowing what? government to come into, government agents to come into your home, um, and they say it's voluntary, but it always starts as Shut voluntary when they turn wow. into mandatory, right? Wow. <laughs> and come into your home to inspect with a newborn baby. If you have a newborn baby, the Shut government up. wants to come into your home and inspect. You know, these government agents do. That's just ridiculous. But and it's a House Bill, uh, I think, 1771, and uh, there's a Senate bill as well uh, that's very similar, Wow. These are all attempts again to get into the very lives of people with government bureaucrats. It's just it's unnerving actually because if they find something in your home, they're gonna then use that to turn into, you know, a reason to take your kids away, a reason to fine you. I mean, this is scary, scary stuff. That that's is, just one example.
1: That's insane.
0: So so these are these are plays being run by the enemy. Um, are there any plays that you are trying mm. to run on the flip side to to push these things, to, to protect these rights and to push back this tyranny?
5: Sure, absolutely. And let, let me give you one more uh, big issue sure. uh, on this right of conscience. It, it's They want to mandate vaccinations. So you would not have a choice anymore that you mm. would be forced to be vaccinated. This issue was settled at the Nuremberg trials. Uh, where it was very clearly stated that people have an inherent right—I um, would call it an, an unalienable right—to uh, say what goes into their bodies, mm-hmm. um, in in particularly regarding medical treatments. And so this is this again is just another example. They want to remove exemptions uh, from personal mm-hmm. ejemp- uh, exemptions and also philosophical exemptions uh for people here in washington state and if look if this happens in washington this is really important for your listeners if this happens in washington it's not going to stay in washington they're going to try right. to spread that's this right. throughout right. the entire country right. that's why it's so important to know about And here's the thing so they, on the other question they, yeah. real quick real quick, doing, matt, real quick. Yeah, they
1: mandate um vaccinations and then they're going to mandate sterilization you know they're going to mandate something else yeah, yeah, eventually that's, down that's, that road that's right. right
5: i'm gonna hold so, this a little closer
1: yeah, yeah exactly all yeah. right matt go ahead so what proactive Um, plays are you trying to run
5: yeah absolutely and and you're right I mean that's exactly where this is going I mean where does it stop if they can mandate one thing you know and and come into your house for any reason right you know where does that stop Uh, we're doing a lot of proactive things but I want to set the biblical foundation for this so it's very clear in scripture that we're called to be watchmen on a wall that if if we see something that is not of the Lord that we are supposed to cry out that that is not of the Lord. That needs to be stopped. And if we cry out, then the judgment is not on our heads. It's on the heads of the people that do not listen to us or choose intentionally to go against that warning. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very important to understand today because a lot of people say, why would you introduce a bill if it's never going to go anywhere? Right? You hear that Quite a bit. Sure. Why would you, why would you do something if it's just going to fail? But that's not what we're called to do. We are called to be the warning, the watchman on a wall. And I know you guys do that with cross politic. Well, thank you um, quite a bit. Well, oh, that's a plug
1: that we get. That's commercial right there. We'll, we'll take that. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it.
5: <laughs> well, I figured you would, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have a, a, a slew of different bills, uh, on the vaccination issue. Um, you know saying uh, a couple of things one would would allow for an examination to determine if you already have a naturally occurring immunity so you wouldn't need to take a vaccination anyway Um, that just seems like common sense although (laughs) there's a lot of uh, pushback on that right now another one that i have is just abide by the the standards you already have out there for the types of chemicals Um, that you say people should not be exposed to, well, that should include vaccinations and other medical treatment Uh, on, on the gun issue, uh, eliminating a state database, which they already have a state database of firearm owners. uh, That should never exist because databases are a precursor to confiscation. And we're already seeing confiscation happen through red flag laws. um, One of which we have here in Washington state, they call them extreme risk protection orders, uh, essentially allowing uh, anybody uh, in practice, anyway, to say, hey, Gabe, I tell you what, man, you had kind of a weird look in your eye. I don't know if I trust you as my neighbor, oh. and uh, I think yeah. you shouldn't be able to own firearms. Yeah. And then really? you have yeah. to go through this huge cor- court proceeding to try to prove your innocence, which yeah. is the exact opposite of our system. We should be innocent until proven guilty, not the other yeah! way around. Yeah. That's, what was that?
3: That's
0: gone. <laughs> oh, man.
5: What's your name's Kavanaugh.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's right, man. So, Matt, um given what New York just did with their health care law, so-called, and what Virginia was just trying to do with their uh, abortion law that's been in the news the last couple of days here, what's the buzz on life issues and abortion in Washington State? What are you hearing there on the ground?
5: So, I'm going to be introducing a bill of abolition uh, here in Washington State. We're having it drafted right now, uh, and I-, I think that's what we need to do we need to say that all life from conception to natural death is precious is made in the image of God is the potential for being the temple of the Holy Spirit and therefore is worth being protected especially the most innocent among us I mean it was horrific listening to this Virginia governor talk about essentially deciding when a baby is gonna die as it's laying there on the table right and I think it's important to understand that this concept comes from two professors in 1920. That was eventually adopted by the German government under Adolf Hitler, and it was essentially called "life unworthy of living," and that was ju- justified their euthanasia policies of people that they felt mm. would not be of, uh, you know, any sort of benefit. Yeah. any sort of productive member of the Reich. I mean, that is a scary place to try to go down. And yet that's what we're hearing right now today. So I, I appreciate you guys always bring up the issue of life. For me, that's one of the the number one issues um, along with conscience. I think those two actually go together. Um, it, it really, if we don't protect life, we get every other issue wrong.
0: Is Is Washington State in danger of, are there any bills on the horizon there in Washington that would be akin to what has been just signed into law in New York state?
5: Not exactly yet. Actually, Washington has the the worst, um, laws regarding abortion in the entire country. We actually legalized Mm -hmm. here. We being the legislature, um, legalized abortion and expanded abortion. Um, the the people actually did an initiative back then to legalize abortion before Roe versus Wade. Then the legislature essentially right. expanded it afterwards. Wow. What we are seeing this year is uh, what they say is the removal of all barriers to abortion bill. So essentially any financial barriers that are out there, they want to remove them completely. Wow. Um, I would not, however, be surprised if they didn't inter- introduce a bill similar to New York so you're, uh, because wow. you're, it's just – the way it is here. You're
0: saying, though, it sounds like you're saying that the reason why there's no bills or major bills on the horizon is that Washington
5: yeah, already is there. already there. Yeah. It's already there. Yeah, absolutely. Wow.
3: Is, is wa- so the, as you keep talking, I see this domino effect. Okay, let's get the guns, take the guns. Now we got home visits, so you can't stop us from coming in your house. Right. And so it's yeah, 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 voluntary. <laughs> but it sounds like, too, though, that is Washington like a test place for the rest of the nation?
5: Yeah, we actually call it that. We call it an experiment state. Um, if <laughs> wow, really? Wow. they can and test their arguments out, they can pass it anywhere. Wow. Moment.
3: Oh wow, I had no idea that was going on. So we actually need to be watching what's going on in Washington a lot more to see what's trying to be led into the the back yeah. door in the rest of the states.
5: Mm. Yeah. That that's exactly right. But it's also the reason that we're trying to uh, split the state now. Um, and I would say uh, that the the better way to phrase that is to create a new state, state of liberty in Eastern Washington, because. We do not share the same values uh, as those folks in downtown Seattle. We just don't.
1: <laughs> so so why, why push that, Matt? You aren't going to win that. Why push that?
5: Well, that's what everybody says, right? But again, be the, be the watchman on the wall. And I, mm-hmm. I I've, I've, have an entire presentation proving that, that the division of worldviews is already, has already happened. Um, we do not share the same values, traditions, cultures, and beliefs on a lot of things, mm-hmm. on the right to life, on the right to bear arms on the property rights, on uh, liberty rights. We don't share those same values. And the founding fathers left us with this mechanism under Article 4, Section 3, to split a state or to create a new state uh, to better represent and reflect the values, tradition, cultures, and beliefs of the constituents in a geographic area. So what do the liberals
1: Uh, say um, in response? The liberals are in power. They're in power in the state of Washington. What's their response to you um, submitting that? Well, it's
5: really interesting. They call us a bunch of welfare freeloaders. Um, That's hilarious. (laughs) That's hilarious. It's like the kettle calling its
0: uh, (laughs) pot black. I don't like that one. Oh, sorry.
3: (laughs) The pot white. (laughs) The teacup calling the pot white. How about that? Okay.
0: (laughs)
5: But that's really what the, I mean. That's what they try to say. They say, you know, our our beneficence of downtown Seattle is essentially keeping you guys alive, and that we send a lot of tax money over to you. And my response to them has just simply been, you know, if we've been such a, a a terrible burden to you all for such a long, long time, please forgive us. Will you let us go now? Yeah, exactly. But but
1: that that's not how Amasa works. But
3: <laughs> well. Actually, man, I keep thinking to myself, like, why would you give them that much ground anyway? Honestly, wouldn't it be you guys who've created all that foundation for them anyway? So why would you let them have that side of Washington? Don't you guys deserve to have it
5: all? Well, it would be it would be uh, viable, and I agree with you. But right now, the way that the demographic is breaking down, uh, they just simply don't have the same cultures, beliefs, traditions, values that we do. Yeah. And actually there was a study done on this published in the New York Times about the fact of the Scots and the Irish and also uh, the, the Chinese in the western United States came to the western United States for freedom and, and the ability to live in a place where they could work hard and they could uh, enjoy the fruits of their labor. And right in the the west coast actually was influenced by the shipping trade. Uh, with entirely different values, entirely different heritage, entirely different belief sets. And so this is just, again, merely reflecting what has already occurred on the ground and the fact that you have half of the state that wants to follow the Lord in righteousness and half that does not. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of an Israel Judah moment for us. Mm. And I think that uh, it's just recognizing that fact here on the ground.
3: Okay, Matt. So, real quick, tell me what your website is.
5: Well, I've got a whole bunch. (laughs) Where's the best place? Because
3: since everybody needs to be watching Washington right now and watching what's going on there, what's the best place to get the best information about what you're doing out there in Washington?
5: All right, two things. First, they can go to libertystate.org, and that's for what we were just talking about, and uh, you can see the presentation there. You can also go to the House Republican website, um, and you can see all the bills that I've sponsored, and you can check out my videos and okay. my updates and my statements to the media, um, and see exactly what's going on and be on the cutting edge in regards to that. Okay. And I uh, really appreciate everything you guys are doing with Cross Politics. It's awesome. And uh, this is a worldview fight, as you guys have said so many times before. That's, That's right. right.
3: Matt, before you guys decide to split the state, let those jokers die off. They, they're in, won't. They won't make it.
0: Wait, wait for them to die <laughs> yeah, off for a they're, second. They're killing they're, themselves. They're, they're killing themselves off. You That's guys are going to win. So. Oh, man. Oh, man.
3: <laughs> John, speed up on cross politic when we come back. You don't want to miss this. He's causing a ruckus out there in New York. More cross politic
0: next. Classical Conversations supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview and fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum Local, like minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical, Christian, get connected, get community. Can you
3: drop something?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. to get my wires right.
0: Oh, please do. Yeah. Welcome back to cross Politic on the fight laugh feast network watched mm. and listened to by millions and millions <laughs> and m- millions of people, many of whom homeschool Oh, homeschooling is a challenge, which is why we love learn.ly.me with mm. learn.ly. You can capture your family's learning experience anytime, anywhere it's pushed into a digital portfolio, which just sounds awesome. Um, you can have all these <laughs> things together, classes, grading, family experiences, transcripts with a single click, maybe two. Single? I don't mm. know. Maybe two. Cross listeners and watchers can use discount code Learnly Cross to get 50% off. Three months on a monthly subscription plan yep. on top of 30 days free. Head over to learnly.me forward slash cross politics. Nice on the phone with us right now. We have Mr. Pastor Bookseller. Infamous. John Speed. John is married to Kimberly. They have five children. Oh, are they baptized, John?
2: (laughs) Well, you know, the ones that are saved are baptized.
3: Um, And you can see that? (laughs) (laughs)
2: He's
0: (laughs) a bivocational church planting pastor in postmodern Syracuse, New York, since 2011. His other job is as a used and rare bookseller operating uh it's called John Speed, the Book Scout since 1994. <laughs> he currently operates a brick and mortar bookshop on the south side of Syracuse near near Nedro. Uh he can you can check it out at johnspeedbooks.com. Yes. Everybody's checking Everybody's it out right now. Out. Yeah, yeah. He's also the author <laughs> of Evangelism in the New Testament and he co-produced the pro-life documentary Babies Are Murdered Here and his uh, church website is christiskingbaptist.com. John, thank you so much for being with us on Cross Politics.
2: Thanks, brothers. I really appreciate it.
0: You bet. So uh, you've uh, been—you've had some excitement. Wow! Uh, the New York Healthcare Act was recently signed by Governor Cuomo, and you did something uh, that launched you into something of a spotlight. Um, what did you do, and why did you do it?
2: Well, uh, we had some folks at the Capitol building the day that they voted on it. They were there with signs, um, lobbying, trying to, you know, persuade somebody. Mm-hmm. And um, I had been at the March for Life, filming our sequel. The babies are murdered here. Babies are still murdered here.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And you know, so I obviously we're involved. And um, when it passed, I uh, couldn't sleep. Um, I mm. just could see in my mind, I just dead babies and mm. I, it, it just really bothered me. And I was praying, Lord, what do I do? You know, I, I, I started, you know, kind of fantasizing about doing what everybody else seems to do in New York and that's just sell your house and get out. Um, <laughs>
4: but
2: <Right. laughs> I don't, I'm not one to run from a fight either. And so I just thought, well, you know, we could shut down for a month. And I was like, I can't afford that. Mm. So I'll just shut down for a day. I'll just put a, print out a sign, stick it on the door, explaining what we, how we feel about this, so our customers know. And we're just not collecting sales tax for the day. And, uh, yeah, it went from there and exploded all over the place.
0: So, what's the feedback been as you've been in the spotlight? Would you say that you've received mostly support, mostly hatred, or a happy mix of both?
4: 99%
2: support. Wow. Um, That's great. But our our spotlight's mainly been conservative media. So, you know, Hannity and Fox and Friends and uh, Glenn Beck and Cross Politics. that stuff you're gonna get, you're gonna get mostly support from those folks. The only little bit of pushback we've gotten is right here in our community, it's a liberal community, postmodern, yeah. and uh, they just don't want me to talk about it. You know, they just want me to sell books and shut up. You know, yeah. so um, I just, you know, we're, we've lost a couple of customers, um, but man, I'll tell you what, if <laughs>
4: have you gained our, some?
2: Uh, our mailing list right now looks ridiculous. Yeah.
1: So, so have you actually gained some customers through all this?
2: Yeah, we got about seven hundred orders right now. We're trying to fill. <laughs> wow! Uh, we, on a busy day, we would do ten. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs>
4: wow!
1: <laughs> that is that is awesome. You know, praise, you know, praise God! Yeah. That's awesome. You know, I think um, a lot of Christians when they, um, you know, a lot of Christian businesses when they actually stand up for the truth, uh, you, you know, you got you get you get what is called, I call the Chick Fil A effect. You know, the next day, yeah. chicken sandwiches spike <laughs> after they stand up for, you know, gay, against gay marriage and stuff like that. You know, why, why don't we see more Christian businesses doing kind of what you're, what you just did?
2: You know, I, uh, it's, it's like everything else. You know, I wrote that book on evangelism and it's the same as that, you know, it's just fear. And, and the issue is people don't fear God more than they fear repercussions. Mm. You know, even in those some of those other cases, those other conservative businesses, they were attacked. You know, they 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 were attacked, and then the support came in response to the attack. Mm-hmm. In this case, we went on the attack.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, mm. And,
4: the and going on I like the that. attack,
2: yeah. <laughs> we just, it resonated. I mean, you should hear my voicemails. Huh. Um, it's actually emotionally draining to listen to them huh. because— people will come on and they will start talking, you know, to give their support and then they start weeping. And wow. we, my, we had a volunteer just going through the voicemails and she had to stop. And she said, look, I can't do this emotionally anymore. I need somebody else. So I started listening to them and man, it'll just break your heart. Wow. Um, it, The emails that we get, the like page long emails and longer telling us their stories and uh, this has resonated to a degree that no one could have foreseen, least of all us. Um, what, what's we what's were, what's
0: heartbreaking? Yeah. Explain explain yeah. what's heartbreaking about the voicemails and the emails that you're reading?
2: In some cases, you're talking about people who there's there were abortions, but mm. in other cases, people who had uh, difficult pregnancies, and they were getting advice to have an abortion from doctors. Yeah. And that's encouraging, you know, but they get overwhelmed with the reality that, you know, somebody like their own child or their own grandchild could be ripped apart. Right. You know, limb from limb, literally, legally uh, here in New York. And it just breaks their hearts to think that, you know, they think of their own child or their own grandchild. That's going to happen to some real baby. Yeah. What? Yeah.
1: Why are so many states right now pushing pro-choice measures? I mean, it seems like, um, I mean, the last couple of months, like they've stepped up the press and isn't abortion? Yeah. I mean, abortion is already legal in these states, and yet they're pushing more pro-choice measures. Yeah. Why that?
2: Uh, well, you know, my take on that, and it's what they said here in New York, and I'm going to take their word for it. I think it's right. They, they feel like, well, no. Let me back up. They actually believe what they've been saying. This is what it is. They actually believe that a woman has this sort of narcissistic right <laughs> to murder the child in her, in her to murder her own child, so that she doesn't have stretch marks, or that she doesn't have to um, give up college or whatever. They they fully believe that. Now contrasts that with the Republican Party who basically says they believe these things, but when they have the power to do anything, they do nothing. Yeah. Or they do just enough to get votes for the next term. Yep. And it's disgusting. I think we have to get to a place and I'm just feeling the emotion of all this because of what's happening here now, but I think we just have to get to a place where we're, we're say this is enough. There's enough blood that's been shed and we need to stop regulating abortion, <coughs> stop regulating murder, and we need to end it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that is the issue. I don't think the Republicans are half as committed to this, as they say. Mm.
4: Yeah.
3: So, John, would you do me a favor real quick? I, I, um, one of the things that I know about you is I'm I, probably 2012, 2013 is when I first met you. We were doing How to Answer the Fool, and I was out there with you guys in New York, um, in, in New Jersey, I think it was actually, um, and you were open-air preaching. It was amazing because one of the things, I'm, you're a very mild manner guy, very easygoing, and then all of a sudden you start preaching, and this beast comes out of you, and I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> and so I was, for some reason you became, I was attracted to that in some weird way, like what's inside of this man, Jekyll and Hyde, it's a little weird.
4: <laughs> but, but,
3: but, but since I've known you, you've always been going out to abortion clinics. One of the things that you and Marcus Pittman kind of helped change my mind on, I want you to do this for our audience too, is the type of people where meet, you're meeting out in front of abortion clinics. Would you paint the picture for me? the type of women that you're seeing out there at the abortion clinics that people, because our people who don't go out there don't believe that the women that are going there are actually joyful about what they're doing. They're painting a different picture than what you're actually seeing out there at abortion clinics. So just paint that image for me real quick.
2: Well, your average woman that goes to an abortion clinic, she's, they make it out like she's made a very hard decision. You know, she's, this isn't easy. This is something that she came to after, just a lot of heartfelt struggle i haven 't met that person yet.
4: Mm.
2: Um, what you've made, What you do see are people that are, have a high handed rebellion against God. They know it 's a baby they they 're not thinking it 's a clump of cells. The abortionist doesn't even tell them that it 's a clump of cells anymore that 's an antiquated concept. Mm. Uh, they admit it and they say, look, you just have to do this because it's right for you. And so these people that come, they if you, <laughs> you're you just being out there, they'll cuss you out um, and flip you off or whatever. I've been spit on, uh, that sort of thing, because they know it's a baby and they're suppress. It's just like, you know, how to answer the fool, um, how to answer the uh, abortive mom, Um you know they they know that it's human life and then they know they're killing it they're murdering a baby and they don't care this is what the words are out of their mouth i know and i don't care they're not victims now there are some there are a, a small percentage very tiny percentage who are being forced in mm-hmm. like cases of sex trafficking it can happen
4: yeah.
2: um things like that where you've got uh uh sexual abuse in the household it can happen yeah but it's a very tiny percentage. The vast majority of these women know what they're doing with both eyes wide open. Mm.
0: John, you're a pastor. You're planting a church. Um, talk to us a little bit about how, how, are, you, how are you leading your people uh, in the midst of you know, uh, postmodern New York? How, how are you preaching on these things? How are you encouraging them? How are you shepherding uh, your flock in the middle of this?
2: Well, uh, so all along since the time we planted, this church has been built on evangelism and and built on the Word of God. And so they know they're used to seeing me go out and do crazy things, (laughs) Um, standing on street corners preaching. Um, I've taught them how to evangelize over the years by both modeling it and, you know, formally. Um, that's the first thing. And just preaching, we have a solid foundation of the Word of God. You know, we're going verse by verse through the Scriptures. We've gone through Romans and Mark, uh, Jonah, Malachi. Um, right now I'm preaching through John. And as we go, you know, where there's something going on, I comment on it. <laughs> if there's something going on in politics that's messed up, and and uh, there's something in the text that would address that. I talk about it. And um, I try to give them a biblical understanding of Romans 13. If you do that, I think you're doing a lot. Um, but, you know, and just at the same time, and all that teaching and and ministry, just really have a real church that just loves one another. And we have genuine fellowship here try to encourage that. I don't expect them all to be street preachers. I don't expect them all to do exactly what I do, but they can all do something. And so that's been the hard part is I think it sometimes I, early on I used to give the impression everybody had to do this. Right. Now I just try to, you know, just have the right understanding that people have different talents and abilities and we just want to plug them in where we can.
1: You know, John, um, I, I feel your heaviness. Like you changed my demeanor just talking to you on the phone. Like I, I feel the heaviness just now, just thinking about the issue and and um what you're I, I think feeling a little bit um with all the weight that, that God's put on your shoulders through this process. And um one of the ways Christians fight, you know, I think of I think of Nehemiah, you know, Nehemiah was in the middle of some really bad times trying to rebuild the wall in Israel. Um and but one of the things that he said was um the joy of the Lord is my strength. Yeah. Um in the midst of all that heaviness and rebellion yeah. in Israel and and so how do how do we handle kind of the the heavy moment of what's going on with New York, um Virginia, all these states that are going through these pro-choice uh, legislation, but how do we handle that and have the joy of the Lord in a way that it actually is strengthening our people moving forward?
2: For us it's been prayer. Um it's just been it, keeping Christ centered, a Christ-centered focus to begin with. Christ wins, right? I mean, our our theology, our eschatology, Christ wins. Amen. And He Amen. will win. That's right. And so that's really it. And mm. and no matter how dark it looks here now, um, He is going to conquer. He conquered death. He will uh, conquer everything. He's he, he will win the entire universe. Yeah. And so we just have to do our part now. But prayer is so important to this. I want to make sure to say it. About in September 2017, we were probably within about 3 weeks of closing the store and the and the um and the church. Huh. We we just we were just about out of everything, out of funds. And uh, we started daily prayer meetings, almost daily, like Tuesday to Saturday every morning. And mm. God Just showed up in such a powerful way to provide for our needs, to keep us afloat, to even be at this point. And and um, what are you doing now? Come on now! (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was in total despair. But then God shows up, (laughs) and you want to talk about having joy. Yeah. And now here we sit on 700 orders. Oh. I don't even know how much money we've made yet.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey, John, so right now you have some momentum. God is moving on your behalf. What are the next steps that you're you're saying? Okay, God, this is you're in the fight now in a serious way. You got the attention. What are you going to do now? What's the next moves?
2: Well, I, I took the bookstore Facebook page and, um, my daughter sent me a message the other day she says are we actually still a bookstore are we doing this activism thing now <laughs> <laughs> so we're taking the facebook page and we're largely we're complete we're really using it largely as a as a sounding board for this because we're still reaping that benefit we, i go on there i post something and people watch it like crazy
4: yeah
2: yeah so i'm trying mm-hmm. to use that now the the other thing that we're doing the next big thing on the horizon, February 23rd, there's going to be a National Day of Mourning. A group of believers is putting this together. It's a month after we did what we did. There's going to be a rally in Albany. Uh, you guys have heard of Activist Mommy? Yeah. you familiar with her? Yeah, work? sure. She's, she's behind a lot of this, and mm-hmm. uh, not all of it, but she's doing some of this organi- Organizing. And uh, there's going to be a rally in Albany, and it's going to encourage people to shut their businesses down for the day, like we did. Yes, not pay Mm. sales tax Mm. that day, Mm. and um, yeah, and uh, just encourage people to repent for their apathy over this. Amen. So, So that's going to be the 23rd of February. I'll be speaking at the rally in Albany. Wonderful. Um, and I haven't mentioned that I don't think anywhere else. So you guys (laughs) got some (laughs) Um, cross-potting.
3: so so John, what's yeah. your website if somebody else wants to add to that 700 700 order book that you 700 orders of books that you have going on right now where would they go what would be the website it,
2: John Johnspeedbooks it's j o n speedbooks.com
1: mm. man i feel like it should be speedybooks.com <laughs> no, I mean, no, know, no no no,
4: no.
1: <laughs> do Johnspeedbooks.com <laughs> <laughs>
3: Man, Thank you, go find your good thing and marry her <laughs> and have some kids yeah. and go baptize them <laughs> until next week. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. John, babies a murder here too, man. I'm looking forward to it, brother.
2: I am too. I am too.